Hello again, this is Kathleen Joseph. So welcome back to another episode of Dear Diary Self-Healing Moments. Um, today we're going to talk about friendships. Uh, for the past few weeks, um, I've had a few people like that's, that's been having some friendship issues. Um, and I realized that was a topic and most likely I think that this is a season for um trials and tribulations and you know rebuilding friendships and and also focus on on the friendship level um and relationships that you form with the people that is around you and the bond that you you make with the people that are around you and um i think in this season is quite is a call for it especially in um, my self-healing journey right now i think that this is the season right now i've uh elevated from uh, more of a little bit of self even though it's still a process but um this is a this is the different aspect where I'm able to also do a little bit more analysis and um, searching and gaining more wisdom and perspective on um, on friendships and relationships so we're going to go into my quote of the day. So I have just looked into um, one of the quotes that I just seen just now. I try not to, um, sometimes I try to make a quote, I mean, pick a quote from in advance, but you know the way life works. So I'm going to be going based off of how my spirit is. How my spirit is operating and what my spirit is telling me so i'm not gonna just um pick quotes just because i want to pick quotes um i will do it more so based on like what's going on in my life and if my spirit is um telling me to just go with specific quotes so that's what i'm doing right now so this quote is by Robert Toe, Toe or something, Toe, T-E-W, and it says, the struggles you're in today is developing your the strength you need for tomorrow. So it says, the struggles, the struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need tomorrow. That quote spoke to me. I I just picked it literally like not too long ago, and as soon as I read it, I said, "Yep." Um, because in this self-seeking um, or self-healing journey, I realize, um, especially on this transition, that even with me giving birth to my son, um, I delivered him on my own, well, with the help of God, basically. I wasn't on my own. I was never alone. And um, he was building my strength. He was building my strength for how I was going to have to deal with certain situations. And I think that especially with the birth of my son, he definitely prepared me for um, delivering him because I was literally by myself um in the room with god 
And so God was able to prune me and um, help me be um, ready to deliver this baby on my own. A lot of people tend to panic because they are not prepared or they wasn't prepared. But I think that I was, um, God allowed my situation and my situation to basically um, give me the strength in order for me to to do um the step the the decision that I had made around that time frame which um I'm not going to go into depth right um right now mm-hmm. and it also gave me the strength to um deliver my baby and um I am thankful I'm grateful that he he has strengthened me um and I was able to deliver my son um safely so I I am forever thankful and grateful for that I I definitely wanted to go into the story of my um my son. I'm going to give a quick um story tell of how my son was born. So my son was my son uh on the beginning of the pregnancy or mid pregnancy um but you could say around what the time they do anatomy scan I went to I went to the doctor, I got the anatomy scan. Um, I think it was, was it? Yeah, the same time they did the anatomy scan. So you know that they check for all of the body parts, make sure everything is okay. And um, if the heart is beating fine, if the baby has two legs, two fingers, you know, they just check the whole anatomy of the baby. So it's a more lengthy um, um ultrasound where you are able to know um, how well is the baby growing inside of you and you're able to know the sex of the baby at that time which is about four months or for some people sometimes I think it's a little bit five months or um, could be earlier than that but for um, average is four months 20 20 weeks I think so I went to the um, ultrasound everything was done um, I think the same day after that, the doctor came in and said that, you know, they seen that my son had a single, single vessel, um, cord, basically, um, trying to state that, uh, in, when you're pregnant, there in the umbilical cord, it's supposed to be three vessels, I think two veins and one artery. The two veins, um, yeah, basically two veins and one artery. So instead of my son having two veins and one artery in the in the in the um, umbilical cord, he had one vein and one artery. So um, if you into the science, the vein um, brings in, in oxygen in the blood, and the artery takes out the oxygen oxygen in the blood. But basically, um, that would be this that. But you know that the um, umbilical cord is what helps the baby get his nutrients and and um, the blood flow and um, transferring of waste and everything like that, it goes all through the umbilical cord. And so, um, so basically he didn't, he was missing one. So now um, I had a midwife, so she kind of gave me a little scare and she told me that, you know, um, the the percentage of uh, people, the babies that have that, sometimes they have difficulties, they have um 
issues with growing, gaining weight, and issues with um, sometimes the kidneys, you know, certain like um, certain organs that the baby should that should be developed um, a lot more mature. And so she was basically trying to say that there's a percentage that um, it may not go properly. There may be dysfunctions and stuff like that. Da, 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 da. Anyways, so long story to make it short, before I even left that ultrasound, she told me, oh, you know, I, I it's in my is in my space for me to actually state that um if you wanted to terminate the baby you could terminate you know this um it will this is the time that I should t I would be having to advise if you wanted to terminate the baby you know um you have the option to do so so for me, um, telling me stuff like that, you, you're not going to scare me. So, but in a way, um, I know that with my faith, I just prayed to God. I went home and prayed to God and, um, I told God the way I felt and I did not feel in a way about it. And I just prayed and that God was going to protect my baby and, and he was going to be healthy and, um, and no doctor or anybody was going to proclaim anything on my son and was going to tell me that um, I had the choice to even abort because um, that wasn't in the plans. Well, that's that's not in the plans for 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 my son at that time, and I strongly and um, truly believe that. And even if that was the case, that it would even turned out um, to even be in that space, I still was gonna be grateful, and I still was gonna keep my baby, and so. Um, that kind of affected me in a way because for me to be thinking that, you know, I'm finally having my baby boy and stuff. And now you're telling me that there might be something wrong with him that, you know, that um, he might not grow um, and gain the weight that he needs to. And you telling me to basically try to abort my baby. So that kind of played a little bit on my psyche, but um, I stayed um, pretty grounded and I just stayed in my faith and continued to pray that God will um, do what he was going to do. Long story short, so um, my son excelled in everything, all the examinations that I did. He grew and was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and everything like that. So um, ghost span, he was gaining weight. He was, um, you know, gaining the weight that he was supposed to gain because they were saying, you know, maybe he's not going to gain the weight he's supposed to gain. Maybe his heart isn't, isn't going to pop um um, be properly and you know doesn't have heart problems and stuff all that stuff anyways so um fast forward um august 30th or august august 29th i i i really wanted to have my baby in august guys um my son was supposed to be born in september september i think 7th if i'm not mistaken but i already have a daughter um, my daughter is born um, September 23rd, so I was like, I do not want another September baby, and my husband already have um, his first daughter, she's also born in September, September 11th, and I said, no, I do not want another, um, no more September, so I kind of um, did my, the midwife rule, and whoever knows what the midwife rule um, is, you you know what I'm talking about, and so um, I did the midwife rule the first time. It didn't, it, nothing happened. Like I, I had contra contractions and 
um i felt like you know my body was doing what it was doing was it was supposed to do but no baby yet um so i was determined to have the baby and i was like oh my god i know this little boy is not gonna try to come on my um my anniversary uh with me and my husband um and i was like no he's not gonna come on my anniversary and sure but little do do you know he did come on um our anniversary I did take the, the brew that night. I took the brew that night. That morning I woke up. And I didn't think that my contractions were anywhere near um, me having the baby. And so um, I just kept on holding on, kept on holding on. And I was supposed to have a birth in the birthing center, a natural birth in the birthing center. That was going to be, it was going to be too far away from where I was going to be at in Jersey. Um, so that, that weekend I stayed in Jersey, um, just so that I could be closer to the midwife, um, center and, um, surely, but I still didn't make it to the birthing center. Um, about four o'clock in the morning, four or five o'clock in the morning, I started having, um, stronger contractions. And when I noticed that it was coming a little bit more back to back. It was already like maybe 7.50, 7.30. So um, by 8 o'clock, I reached out to my midwife and I told them, you know what? I think my contractions are getting a lot closer and um, I'm starting to feel a little bit pressure. So I think that um, I'm going to start getting ready to come to the birthing center because um, I think the baby is getting close. At this time, I was communicating with my husband on the phone. However, he had went to work that morning, um, not thinking that I was actually really in labor because I was so calm. And um, when it came time for me to really get in touch with him because of where he was at in, the, in his job, um, his signal was off and did not receive my messages until later, later on, until I basically had the baby. So, um, from eight o'clock, I called her eight something, you could say eight twelve, something like that. I spoke to her on the phone and told her, you know what, like the baby's going to be coming soon. I don't know how long I have, but I'm going to be getting ready. I'm trying to call my husband now to come and get me, um, so we could come to the, to the, um, <laughs> to the birthday center. So she's like, um, how far are you from the birthday? I'm like, it's about 10 minutes drive and he's at work, which is 10 minutes um, from the house also. So he will have to come to me, pick me up. That's 10 minutes. And then, um, we got to go to him. So basically it could be like around 20 minutes. So she's like, you know, if you don't come now, you're going to end up having the baby in the house or you're going to have the baby, um, in the car outside. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I hung up the phone with her. Um, I hung up the phone with her, called him, still no answer, still no answer. And while I am doing this, calling him, trying to get in contact with him, I feel my body like pushing. I'm like, no, please don't tell me this baby is coming. And it was my baby coming. My body was pushing and mind you, all the time my water never broke. And um, before you know it, my water, like I had the urge to push and I just gave one push. I didn't want to push, but my body was just doing what it had to do. I was on the toilet in my in my Jersey's uh, old apartment. I sat on top of the toilet because I couldn't hold myself up anymore. 
um, cocked up my leg on top of the, the laundry area that I had in my bathroom. And when I pushed the, the um, sack, the amniotic sack popped out with the water still intact. So I'm now touching the amniotic sack with the ball, with the water still connected. The second push I had, the, the my amniotic sack popped and my, my baby's head popped out also. I was like, oh my gosh. So now um, me, me, me being a nurse, my first instinct was check to see if the if the um if the sack I mean if the cord was around his neck. So I slid my fingers to try to feel around his neck and uh to it being he had the he had the cord around his neck. He had the cord around his neck wrapped around once and I gently just slid the um the cord around his neck and once I did that then I knew that was okay that for me to push again um right after that I had another urge for me to push once I pushed one more time the whole baby came out he was purple he was black and blue purple I had to rub him um stimulate his body and then he started crying um put him on my chest uh put a cloth on me because I had towels in the bathroom um covered him up and called 911, called my husband, told me I had the baby, and then called 911 to come and assist me. And guess what? Throughout the whole time, my daughter was inside the room sleeping. The minute I finished having her, that's when she woke up. I had slightly closed the door, like very slightly, um, but then she was able to open the door. And when she opened the door, she came in the bathroom and she looked at me. And she's like, Mommy. I'm like, uh, she was confused because she's like, what is going on? Why you on, Why are you sitting on the toilet? And who is this laying on you? It was such a crazy day. So then um, I spoke to the ambulance. They literally didn't take more than like 15, 10 to 15 minutes to come. I didn't. I couldn't get it from the toilet. Um, so my super had to come and open the door for them to let them in. And I felt good. Then we went to the hospital, stayed there. Uh, I really didn't want to stay in the hospital overnight, but because I wanted my son to be circumcised and everything like that, I said, you know, it's fine. I'll, take, I'll stay 24 hours, but the next day you have to discharge me. So, um, yeah, so I really didn't want to stay in the hospital. I stayed there. I was fine that it wasn't bleeding, um, profusely or anything like that. My, my vitals were stable. My baby was good. Um, the only thing that he did have was the black and blue, um, all over his body because of the, um, the cord that was wrapped around his neck. But, um, besides that, he was healthy and we were good. So, um... Yeah, so that's how he was born. But throughout the whole journey, it's just, it's just been um, enlightening. And uh, it was just something that I had to go through. But yeah, that was, that was how he was born. But throughout the journey, it was um, something that I guess it had to happen in order to, to, to even build a strength for me, for me, for the journey that I'm in right now. Um, and I think that God gives everybody their own journey that, that will help them get stronger. And so that's what this quote is about. It says, the, the struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need for tomorrow. And that's the truth. Like every journey and every situation that you go through, it gives you the strength for you to be able to 
to live the next day and and sometimes we need that but i'm going to go to one of the verses uh this week that um i read and i didn't really meditate too much on it but it did resonate on my on my spirit which is isaiah 55 6 verse 55 6 through 7 um i read it literally just last night so um i'm gonna add it on to this which says seek ye the lord while he may be found call he upon him while he is near let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than yours. Yeah, so that's Isaiah 55, verse 6 through 9. Um, I will have to probably read it again, but um, it is self-explanatory, though. It's not um, it's not something that you actually need to dig too deep into because it's it it just says exactly what it means. Yeah, so uh, this week has been a pretty good. Um, I can't complain. This week has been pretty good. Uh, I don't think I the I think the only struggle this week that I had I have to think about that for a little bit because sometimes my brain be all over the place um I have to think about what's, what's the struggle that I had this week I'm gonna come back to that but um developmentally my kids are they good uh my daughter she's stirring by herself now holding her cup really nicely and here my son he's up um, both of the kids are sleeping right now. Actually, they're not sleeping. One of them is not sleeping. Mordecai just woke up. I don't know why he's up. He should be sleeping. This is his nap time. But anyways, um, he's chilling right now. I'm looking at him on my camera. Um, yeah, but both of them, they're growing really nicely. Development age. Uh, my daughter's speaking a lot more, making more sentences. Um, my son, he's sitting up, talking, or babbling, if I may say, or cooing. Um, tasting different tastes like cereals and like he likes strawberries so I know that um, he's still teething up pretty much yeah so it's just it's just more um, his growth and development turning six months so I'm loving every journey of it yeah so I had to um, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out everything that I, I still have a struggle with. Um, I think that if I'm not um, very close to somebody, um, I think there's a level of transparency and um, honesty that I'm struggling with when it comes to dealing with somebody that I don't have a close relationship with. Um, and or sometimes i'm i'm trying to be very mindful of people's mental health not mental health and um especially in this time now i think uh being the person that i am now um i'm i'm very i'm very um 
I think what was the word? I I'm very focused on people's mental health today. So the way I would um if I'm thinking about my own mental health, I am also mindful of other people's mental health. And so um in in that being said is like if is is a level of um how much I I think somebody else could take from my own my own um issues or and because the thing is that trying to um carry certain burdens um especially when it's certain burdens that you know you have no choice but to carry but um last night I have I had a revelation and this revelation was um was God um convicted me in my spirit and um showed me that I've been carrying a lot of the burdens on my own. I have been carrying a lot of the burdens on my own, um not relying on him because the fact that um because the fact that I felt like I couldn't really give all of my burden to somebody else to hold. Um, sometimes your own burdens could be a lot for somebody else to hold. And I'm very, very mindful on, um, on that. Yeah, guys, I had to get my son. I think he, I don't know if you can hear him in the background, but yeah. So, um, like I was saying, um, I have to be very mindful, um, to not allow somebody to carry, um, not allow somebody else to carry your burdens because sometimes your burdens can be a lot. Um, and that's why God tells us to give him his bird, our burdens because his yoke is much lighter. Give him, give him all of our yokes and take up on his yoke because his, his yoke and his burden is much lighter than ours. And so I realized last night, um, after doing some praying that, I've been holding a lot of burdens, um, a lot of situations that's been going on and um, trying to uh, make sense of certain things, trying to balance certain things, um, certain um, aspects of my life um, needs to be a little bit more organized, um, needs to be more structured. So um, getting more perspective on different um avenues of my life and uh, doing more self-reflection, doing more self-healing. Um, it, it has gotten me to a better place where I'm able to think more clearly. And last night was one of the revelation that I haven't been dependent on God when he has been giving me the strength all this time to bear it on my own. Not bear it on my own, on my own, but bear it with him because he's always been my provider and my counselor and my, um, and my confidant. He's been my very first, he's been, and he's my first love, my first husband when I got baptized. And so, um, you know, as sometimes life a lot makes you kind of forget that God, um, is telling you not to worry. God is telling you not to um, carry a lot of those burdens that life gives because it could be a lot. And one of the things that I read, one of the things that I read 
um yesterday also which convicted my spirit it it stated that um you can only fit something that is big into something little if the vessel is open um only an open vessel can obtain something that is big and so that made the analogy with god and um and it made so much sense and it just clicked with me and i was able to let go let go and let god like they say let go and let god and open up my heart again because i think that um i've been very guarded with my heart so that i don't get hurt um i've been very guarded with who i allow to um speak and pour into my heart um and it's also been a self um seeking a journey because um uh if anybody may know me they know that it's extremely hard for me to ask for help um and so if i do ask for help or if i do seek um counsel in a different manner or in a different to um, um from somebody else um it's nothing personal to anybody you know this is this is something that is for my mental health and my well-being and sometimes people have to be some people have to some, sometimes people have to come out of their feelings and just accept what the person is saying and not make it some not make it into something that it's not because everybody everybody has to do what's best for them everybody have to do um what's best for them in that season and it's not it's not like it's something that is permanent but sometimes in certain season there's there's sometimes that you know that friend or that specific or that um significant um other or a family member can't be that support system for you and it does not mean that you know you no longer are their support system um it's just that in that for that season or just for that specific time frame um maybe they just need something um somebody else and there's there's no hard feelings in that and um i'm maturing and and being a little bit more um analytical about um that process so yeah guys i'm learning a lot about myself and um what else um i also realized that i like makeup i like uh dressing up i like putting on clothes and stuff like that and um i think from when i was younger i always liked fashion and i always liked um you know dressing up sometimes but I think that was like more of my college days. I started like dressing up a lot more. Um, but when I was younger, I was into fashion, doing like fashion designing and stuff like that. But um, just because I didn't get into the fashion school that I wanted to, and um, I didn't have that much experience in drawing and everything like that, I kind of just just left it alone. But um, yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna get back into it. So that's that's just my journey for today. Um, yeah. So friendship wise, I've had about how many three, four, three, three of my friends um, speak about the same thing um, for the past basically, you could say two, 
two weeks or so you could say two yeah two weeks and um every single one of them had some type of um conflict or situation with friends it was either they were being they were finally being honest with the way they felt about situations however um um, because of miscommunication or just because of the level of um, awareness that the person is on, um, the message wasn't relayed or the message was not conveyed um, in a manner that, you know, is understandable sometimes. And um, and I think that's where miscommunication happens a lot of times is, is, is the perception and the um, level of awareness when it comes to certain situations. And um, that was one of the the conversations that I had. Um, that was the issue. And then um, the other two issues, it, it was based on feelings. And, um, you know, and I had to uh, tell one of my friends um, that, you know, you can't let your feelings get the best of you if, um, a significant if a best friend um, is having an event and that is like you know something that's one in a lifetime sometimes you just have to put your feelings aside and just do what what needs to be done for the friend now that's not saying that your feelings and your the way you feel doesn't matter however you can't allow your feelings to get the best of you and um I just miss certain certain events. It's just certain events in somebody that you know, um, you call a best friend or somebody that you grew up with that you just just don't miss. Like, um, and um, I was explaining to her that, yeah, uh, you know, you know that if you do miss this event and you're not part of it, um, you can potentially lose this friend because of the fact that this is a once in a lifetime um, event, um, even though, you know, people could get married more than a time, but your first marriage will always be your first marriage, especially when it's big. So, um, yeah, so um, I think that sometimes you just have to let your, you just have to remove your, your emotions out of certain situations. And I can understand when it comes to, um, you know, feeling, feeling a level of, of, of love and, either sisterhood or um or family um orientation that you know your feelings do get the best of you because you know you're seeing somebody that you love is hurting and they're going through what they're going through however um there's a difference with being um sympathetic and empathetic and um i think that sometimes people don't understand the difference with um sympathizing with the person like you know i I, I can put myself in your shoes and I can understand how you're feeling and um, you can hurt with them uh, while they are hurting and understand the hurt that they're, they're hurting, they're feeling. However, when you become sympath empathetic now, that um, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being um, empathy, empathy or empathizing with the person. And sometimes you can do that. Um, however, when it becomes something that's that's uh, how you can say is a is a constant thing and is with every situation, it becomes a little bit um, more overwhelming because then 
if a situation happens and now I'm like, um, um, depending on you to be more sympathizing, just understanding what I'm saying, you become empathetic. And now instead of, um, you know, you understanding what I'm saying and you, um, um, realizing or just understand, just basically understand what I'm saying now I'm consoling you because you're feeling away or you letting your emotions get the best of you. So now it's like, you know, it's now the situation becomes about you. So it's, um, it's, it can be a little bit, um, for me, I think that, you know, I'm a person I think about, I'm, I'm, especially in this season, I'm thinking about somebody's mental health. So if I'm, if I know that what I'm going through, it can be a lot and it's even a lot on myself. Um, if I know the type of person you are or the way you feel or you've been, you know, in a certain, you've been responding to me in a certain way. Now I know I can kind of sometimes feel like I don't want to um, keep doing the same thing over or keep putting that kind of pressure or um, just triggering those emotions for you because I don't want it to be... Um, detrimental to you to you also so um feelings uh just knowing the difference between sympathetic and empathetic i think is a big difference when it comes to friendships and um and i think that like i, I think that is a big thing when you are in a long-term friendship and you could consider somebody your best friend or your sister you know is no longer is no longer um just a friendship it's a sisterhood and so i can understand um that you know that 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 empathy sometimes that you want to be able to cry with your sister and and understand what they're going through um so but friendship is all about being truthful and being honest and being transparent and if you at any time feel like we need to be fake with um somebody that you can see your best friend and I think that um for me I feel like you need to reevaluate your your perception on um what 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 that person means to you as a friend that you feel that um it would need to get to a state where you feel like you need to be fake. And so um yeah, just just uh evaluation because you know friendships you don't just is I don't I I love friendship I I believe in friendships and that's something that I hold dear to me is friendships, and so um when I consider somebody my friend and stuff whether or not we speak for a long time, um I could always have a conversation but there's just certain people that need to also have a self awareness and um not take people for granted also so yeah you have to show self-appreciation sometimes um you have to be honest in friendships you have to be um you know it's it's okay to be transparent and but the thing is that it needs to be a um it needs to be a reciprocated thing where it's always reciprocated you think about my mental health i'm thinking about your mental health um, especially because I'm so big on mental health now. So, um, uh, yeah, so just being aware, like, you know, um, it's okay to, um, have honest conversations. However, you need to be mindful sometimes 
in the way that com that communication is also coming out whether or not you just speak to the person um in a certain way we are evolving people is evolving people is changing so the way you just probably speak to me um probably two three years ago you can't speak to me like that now so um i think that sometimes um some some conversations need to happen uh when we are growing as friendships as uh lovers or whatever you know certain conversations need to be held where we um not also holding um, each other accountable for what we say and how we do things but also being honest and transparent in that season and so that's the season that i've entered and um you know there's some friendships that and um connections that i've made or I've tried to made um and it just it just didn't work out for me so um you know I'm all about trials and tribulations and um and giving people giving people that chance to actually be able to be um transparent and honest and vulnerable to me so um and when it's uh it's not reciprocated in that sense or when it doesn't uh blossom or open up the way I would expect it when um when I'm honest about it it then allows me to know where our friendship is or where our you know where our status is at and um I remember the first time I spoke to um one of my uh, first ladies from Emmanuel Church of God and I stated to her you know, um, my expectations and my, and how I go for hard for my friends and my families and stuff like that. And, uh, and, uh, she, she gave me this advice and she told me that, you know, you have to meet people where they're at, at the, on their level. Um, and it's no, it's nothing, it's no offense or anything or anybody, but, um, certain, you, you just, you just, there's just certain levels that you can go through with certain people. Like this, like I was just explaining to um, uh, my sister. And I told her that, you know, there's just certain doors in your in your heart or even in your mind that just hasn't been unlocked yet. And that's fine. Um, everybody's on their own self-healing and self-evaluation and self-evolving journey. And maybe you're just not in that... Um, that space yet and that's okay like you know um i'm all about rebuilding reconnecting and and growing with my families and friends and i don't believe that it's everybody in your life that you need to cut off um and i just feel like with everybody that comes in your life you get a lesson learned and you you learn from um these these friendships um or and then you move on for some for some of them but there's just some friendships that you know you're gonna you're gonna fight you're gonna um disagree uh, agree to disagree and then yeah move on um but it's all a it's all a journey you know you everybody's growing together so everybody's changing um i may be growing and changing a lot faster and you may be going and changing a lot faster, but the thing is that um, it's not it's not a personal thing. It's not a it's not something that would make the friendship um, 
um, fail or um, separate, it, it can it will only make it stronger. So, yeah. So I'm just I'm I'm loving it. Like, I think that now I'm so relaxed when it comes to like having conversations. I'm trying to not overthink myself because I am such a um um. Uh, an analysis or something or what i did a personality test um i know some people don't like these things but i just did it just to do it it wasn't anything that i would say oh yeah this is exactly what i am but um it says that i'm a mediator i think sometimes i might be a mediator and then at other times my mediate like sometimes the mediator it doesn't then it, it turns out the other way or people don't understand so you know anyways um, but yeah, like I was saying, uh, the the test, the personality, the sixteen personality test, stated that I was a mediator. I was like, okay, maybe. But um, yeah, I, I will be trying to evolve from that and seeing um, a lot more different aspects of me being a lot more extrovert than introvert. But I'm really a observing when i meet people i have to i have to observe the way you talk i have to observe like when you first come to me like how are you speaking to me i'm very like analytic when it comes to like picking friends and making friends um because it's not everybody you just allow in your heart and in your mind and um talking in your head in your, in your spirit and so right now i think i'm very I'm very, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Very careful about who I'm allowing to speak into my spirit. Um, yeah, so I think there was this one, one, um, another one of my epiphanies that I had. It was allowing God to come in your heart. Allowing him to remove the burdens from you, giving him your burdens. Allow him to fill the, that space in your heart and praying that prayer that, that, that says, you know, God, I open up my heart to you. God, I allow you to do what you have to do. God, I give you that space and that um, authority to um, be my light, be my, the head of my life and um, forgive me for not trusting you. Forgive me for not um, thinking that you know you you can do it all, even though you've been showing up and you've been showing me that you you've been there, you know. And through everything that you are not alone, um, even if it seems as if like you're alone, but you're not. Um, thank you for being my provider. Thank you for being my counselor. Thank you for being my protector. And um, and in that space, allowing God's voice to be that only voice that you listen to and canceling out every other voice, every other voice that's, that speaks of death, every other voice that speaks of negativity, every other voice that does not speak of life. Because God gives us um, tongue to speak life or death. And so sometimes our mind and the things that we think about or the things that we allow our minds to tell us um brings us in depressive states and brings us in um in a sense or in a state where we let in death rule us letting negativity rule us and so um 
that's my message guys don't let the negativity um take over your mind don't allow your mind to play tricks on you because the mind is a powerful thing the mind can can, can create um, illusions and stories that never were there and um, lying to yes lying to um, yourself and saying that you know a situation is what a situation is when it's not really that case and so um sometimes you just have to take a step back and allow God to speak to us um, cancel out every other other voice cancel out every other entity you should be at peace your body should be at peace your mind should be at peace um, and just you know build your own build village like right now it's me getting that sense and state and space to build my own village to build the people that I want to be um, the people that I call my my support system and um, I've been trying to figure out how to do it in a sense where um, if if I ask these people that I consider to be in my support system for help, they they would know what um, what help means because I think that sometimes we ask people for help and they don't understand uh, what it means to help somebody, what it means to be um, to help. Um, it shouldn't be that you have to constantly keep asking for help um, if you know the person needs help. It should not be that the person has to um, constantly seek that. I mean, constantly say it. Like, it shouldn't be that. And right now, I want to build that kind of village that I don't have to, I don't, I don't need to constantly say it if, if, if the people that knows me uh, knows that I'm coming to you first beforehand and I'm, I'm, I could be um, pretty blunt and transparent when I'm ready to. And if I'm saying I need help, you know, I need your support. Let me see. And for me, it's a trying state. Like, I need to see how you're going to help. How, if I can trust you now to... When I say I need help, you know, you know how to help. And, you know, everybody, um, I think mindset, people don't understand. Um, they don't give them, they don't understand what it means to really help somebody. And I think that everybody that, when somebody asks you for help, you need to be, you need to, you need to actually Sit down and think about what does that help look like? And if you are able and willing and if you mentally able to do that, because if you're not, then um, do not offer that help. Do not say you're willing to help when you don't know what that help means, what that help looks like. Or if you yourself are not ready to, to help the way in that capacity that person needs it. And it could be mentally draining. It could be um, 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 long. And so 
just be mindful guys and don't let people down because that's when people um lose trust that's when people um get into a deeper um state of depression because when they do finally open up and ask that whoever they ask for for help that person don't understand the severity of what that help looks like or what that help may contain and so sometimes that's why i think people need to be very careful of who they ask for help um and sometimes it is better to ask a professional person that went to school to basically do that 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 specific job because they know what it, it may entail like and how long that process may be because you don't know how how long that process and how draining that process may be and so um because i'm very mindful of my families and friends um i that is just something that i've learned um and is no personal or hard feelings on anybody um you know if any of my friends or family members will come and ask me what's going on and 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 you know ask specifically don't just ask me what's going on because you know sometimes i'm not just gonna blurt it out like what's going on sometimes um i'm learning that there's certain situations it's not that i don't want to be transparent about it um certain situations um i'm realizing that sometimes i just need to pray about it sometimes i just need to um look at a different aspect or perspective about it and do a little bit more self-evaluation um on my part for me to know what exactly am i doing wrong and sometimes i can't see if somebody else tells me um this is something that i had to go through myself and it's been tremendously um helpful so i'm evolving i'm learning again i am growing again i am maturing and i'm loving this space that i'm in i i love the space that i'm in right now so with that being said guys let me see did i do i have another struggle um yeah so that was the friendship portion of the podcast um but the one takeaway that I could say out of this is cherish your friendships, cherish the bonds that you make that are very special, cherish the, the people that been there, um, always been there. And if they choose not to include you in certain situations or certain aspects of their life, it doesn't mean that they don't love you and they're excluding you out. Maybe that's just their journey, but that doesn't mean that they're never going to come back and tell you what they was going through. You know, it's not that they're not going to tell you what they was going through. And I know that sometimes, um, you know, that specific friend may feel like, oh, my gosh, like you left me out. But it, it's it's just that journey for them. And um, and just um, ex- and just be be happy that, you know, they came out of it um, graceful and they came out of it stronger Um yeah so yeah guys i think that's the podcast for this week but anyways guys i love y'all uh like comment and subscribe and i will see you next week i'm trying to figure out what i'm gonna talk about next week anyways my spirit will have to let me know what i'm gonna talk about next week but i think that's it guys love you guys later bye